Hello, and welcome back to Tina Beauty again. Uh, it hasn't been that long of a while, actually, but it's been a fun time. So I'm here because I have uh, a free trial of um, HBO, and this is absolutely not an advertising for them because I'm not paying fifteen dollars a month. That's not happening. I'm not about that life. Too many subscriptions and I'm not about it. So I took the chance to <laughs> try the free trial and basically this is gonna be like a Studio Ghibli fiasco for me personally. So as you guys know, Studio Ghibli's movies tend to be extremely hard to find. Um, basically because of licensing, he's you know internationally like um, copyrighted. So there's a lot of reasons why it's kind of hard to get your hands or even like see studio Jim movies like that so i wanted to talk about some of the movies i have been kind of really enjoying and some that i didn't have the opportunity to really see previously so i thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about them uh and some that i have been re-watching because of course it's been a freaking great time just getting to watch these all over again so the first thing i want to talk about is a movie i actually wanted to see for a long time but i couldn't find a good enough copy and that's gonna be castle in the sky now this was my actual first time watching that one so i was super excited that i got my hands on one of the original movies uh this one particularly so i kind of went in blind i didn't know what to expect but i'm glad I watched it, but I do have some feelings about it. <laughs> okay. So the movie overall was very interesting. The characters were very interesting as well. So was the, the scenery, always super gorgeous and intricate. But here's my but on this one. Even though the story itself was amazingly interesting, I think that it was a little too fast-paced. Now, here's here's what I'm saying. All right, so the story basically throws you into this world where there is a girl, there is some kind of an abduction happening, and underneath her in this giant like air balloon, not air balloon. Um, I forgot what the fuck we call those. Those things that float in the air with the big ass balloons on top, but they're not. They're like these round things. You know what I'm talking oh, I hate the fact that I don't know the word for it right now. And I swear to God, I'm going to finish this podcast and it's going to be like right at the top of my fucking head. My love, what's that thing that floats in the sky and it has like a big ball? It's like shaped like a weird like football. Thank you, a blimp. Okay, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> so, so this girl gets attacked in the blimp, and she just yeets herself off of this blimp because people are looking for her. Ends up that she is the holder of a sacred stone situation ship, and everyone wants to get their hands on that stone. They don't really care for her, they care for the stone. And while she's like free falling, skydiving, uh, she ends up meeting this little minor boy. By the way, they're all like kids, kids, like if I'm not mistaken. Super youthful kids, honestly. Um <laughs> like these kids would like basically run a whole town by themselves, like super dope. 
And honestly, there's just so much that happens. It's so rushed. And I'm like, it's like a good two-hour movie, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, honestly, this should have been split into two different movies. Like the first part and the second part. Because I was like, Joe, this is just a lot to watch. And at times, I found myself a little confused. Like, okay, so what's going on here? So what's happening here? Like, that was, that was interesting. So, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie. And I like the characters, and I like their connections, and I like how they show, like, you know, don't judge people by their, like, appearances. And sometimes people do what they have to do and don't really want to do it. You know what I mean? Because they need to survive. So, it was a very interesting little story. And there were no true bad guys, except for the one bad guy who was just clearly a bad guy at the end. It's complicated, but if you guys want to watch it, I recommend it highly. I think you can find it on YouTube in parts if you don't want to, like, do the free child thing. Um, but honestly, I don't regret watching it. I thought the animation was very pretty. Um, I just miss the nature scenes that, that I come to expect from a Mizaki film. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the next thing I watch isn't really Mizaki, but I think it's his son. And, but it's under the studio Ghibli because I think he's supposed to be his successor now. And unfortunately, I did hear a lot of the rumors that went into this. Um, apparently, uh, Miyazaki wasn't very happy with his son and he thought that his first project was a failure and he didn't think she was very endearing and it was a whole big issue. But I'm here saying that I honestly disagree. I think this movie was super interesting. And yes, it had the clumsy storytelling of a novice of someone who's learning. But there's definitely a lot of potential in the story. And in fact, I found myself really laughing and enjoying the characters. There were some parts where I had to like stop myself from chuckling. Because of course, you know, it's a free child. So I'm like, excuse me, I'm binging the shit out of everything you can watch at once. And so I was watching it at work and I was like, <laughs> and there was parts where I even almost wanted to cry. So I'm gonna tell you it's a good one. Uh, let me give you like a little backstory. So this is basically like a little orphan Annie, uh, but with pigtails, and she is like a little witch. Her mom was a witch, and she's a witch, and her mom gave her up for adoption, and said, you know, one day I'll be back for you. And for some reason, she's always had it in her heart. Mind you, she was, she was given up as a baby. But she always kind of knew in her heart to stay in that orphanage. So no matter who tried to come and adopt her, she tried her hardest to stay in the orphanage. But it doesn't mean she was a bad kid. In fact, everybody really liked her because she was very serviceable. Yeah, she does have her own personal intention. But I'm like, that makes sense if she's a child. Ch children, like, you know, they want to be liked. They want to be, you know, loved. They want you to want them, basically. <laughs> a lot of kids, anyways. So, yeah, she's a little manipulative here and there. But I'm like, that makes sense. She's a freaking kid. Like, kids are always manipulative. They cry for no freaking reason sometimes. So, unfortunately, though, she does get adopted beside her own will. And she doesn't want to go. She's like, no, she's trying to fight there to stay. But they're like, nah, we're taking you with us. And it ends up that there's a long history between all of them that I'm not going to spoil because I think it's a good watch. And she's just trying to like, at this point this little orphan Annie is trying to kind of 
learn magic because she realizes like these people aren't humans they're not regular people they're witches and wizards whatever and she wants to now learn magic she thinks that's freaking dope and of course she has her opposition her adoptive like, mom isn't really down for that her adopted dad just seems very strange and silent but i'm not gonna lie it all works out at the end it's just the ending was a little it made sense it, it went great but it was just a little fast like the whole story did a 180 but it's very very emotional and you can see like the little details and like the little emotional frustrations that happen here and there and i really absolutely enjoyed the shot of it i do recommend it um i just have to say you know it's definitely <laughs> a little different than the traditional masaki's work but that's fine and also the art style implied more uh, 3d art more computer generated art it's missing that 2d feel which i think was something that i mean it's kind of harped on him for but i'm like i understand like it's a new age he's gonna try and experiment with new things and i don't hate i don't hate it especially if the story is good because i'm like you know me i'll i'll deal with a lot as long as the story is interesting now, for another thing that I kind of rewatched here and there, was an old one that nobody ever really talks about, but I vividly remember this cat from like back when I was a kid. Okay, so it's called The Cat Returns. Now, personally, I had forgotten this movie like that, but I've never forgotten the cat himself. The yellow cat, never in my life have forgotten that cat in the suit. And I always, I remember it being called the cat that came back, and I don't know if like that's just a weird um, translation of when I was a kid, or that was always its name. But I remember for a fact that when I was a child, the movie name was the cat that came back, which is not far from the cat returns. So I don't know, maybe it's a Mandela effect, maybe it was, uh, the title was re-edited for an English audience. I don't know what exactly it was, but I remember vividly, vividly watching this movie. But I forgot the plot, but I just remembered I loved that cat, because I was obsessed with cats for a very long time after watching this movie. <laughs> Mind you, I'm talking when I was like four or five years old like that's how long ago it's been i don't even know when this came out let me just check it out and you know what i'm gonna google the cat that came back no hmm, that came back studio chipley Okay, so yeah, that is an alternative title. Okay, cool. I'm not losing my shit. <laughs> and yeah, this movie came out in around 2002. So that means I had to be, what, six, seven, eight. I was eight. I was a little older than I thought I was. It was like eight years old. I vividly remember loving all of the cats in this movie. But let me actually tell you what it's about. Because I'm like going on about my childhood. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, <laughs> so in this movie, there is this young girl named Karu, 
Haru, oh, no, Haru, my bad, not Haru, Haru. Haru is just like kind of your lollygagging teen. Like she's a little lazy, she sleeps in, she like thinks of herself and doesn't really know what she's doing with her life. She's kind of like a drifter, which I'm like, that makes sense because that's most of us. And I found that really relatable now as an adult and I like it even more now than I did previously. And she's just kind of late for things. Uh, she's not particularly super selfish, but she's just a bit of a pushover and just doesn't really know what to do with her life, which is, makes sense. That's just what it is for all of us. And she has this crush on this young boy who is in her grade, but he has a girlfriend. And she's kind of feeling mad about it. And her best friend also has a boyfriend. And she's also like, eh, so I guess I'm doomed to loneliness. <laughs> Or whatever, like fuck. It's like I hope they break up, and she realizes, you know what? That's not me. That's not the right way to think. Like I should be a better person. So while she's thinking that, one day she goes home with her best friend, and while she's going home, she sees this cat holding a little present in its mouth, and it goes to cross the street. But when it goes to cross the street, it causes the on a green light, and it almost gets hit by a truck. And luckily, here comes Hutter to the rescue. And she like yeets the cat into the sidewalk and manages not to get hit by the truck herself. Mind you, the truck just drives off like that. Fucking weird. Anyways. <laughs> so she ends up like saving this cat's life. He's like, thanks, I'll be back later. So like, thank you. And she freaks out like, what the fuck? This cat can talk? And she goes back to her mom. She's like, yo, do you believe that like cats can talk? And the mom was like, you know, that's crazy. Like, this is the second time you asked me that. And she's like, the second? What was the fucking first? And she reminds me of a time where one time she was uh, feeding this stray cat. And she was like, oh, I can basically talk to cats. And she was like in, in like, elementary school or something. Like, kid, like, I think it was elementary school, not kindergarten. Kindergartens have a specific uniform, if I remember. Anyways. So it was around that time. And she's like, oh, that's weird. Mind you, at that night, there was a parade of cats. I'm not going to tell you what happens. But it ends up that she gets deeply involved into the cat world slash society. So badly so that she is now being, in a way, solicited by the king of cats. And she is like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to join your cat kingdom, basically. And so she goes into this cat agency that she happens to find because of mysterious voice that guides her way. And so she makes it there and she like, explains the whole situation. And it's this really handsome, dull figuring of a cat. And he's like, I'll take on the case. Like, we're on it. And this really fat cat and a crow. And their job is to basically help her. Mind you, she's getting kidnapped. It's a whole bunch of things. She makes some stupid moves, but she's a teenager. And she's really easily swayed, basically. She's like, doesn't know what she wants. Like I said, she doesn't know what she wants. So she's like, you know what? Maybe I can get used to this. Maybe I can get used to that or whatever. But, you know, as the cat doll reminds her, you know, just stay firm with who you are. Don't be afraid to put your foot down. And this whole entire experience kind of helps her put her own life into perspective. And not necessarily gives her a guiding hand, but gives her the experience to be like, you know what? I have to start sticking up myself. 
I have to value me the way I want to be valued. And I find the story to be absolutely adorable in so many different ways. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, oh, I wish more people would talk about it. But I'm like, that's really something meant for more of a young adult <laughs> who doesn't know what they want to do with their lives. And as like someone who's becoming a middle-aged adult, still same, absolutely same. Same girl. Live your life. The last three movie, movie that I'm going to talk about right now is to be My Neighbor Totoro because I gave it a little rewatch. And holy shit, like he really, Miyazaki really likes to make these kids useful because as a kid, I don't think I was anywhere near this useful. But now that I think about it, I probably in a way was. Um... <laughs> And I mean it by, like, this girl is literally sitting here taking care of her sister, trying to put on a brave face because her mom is in the hospital and her dad is basically their sole caretaker at the moment. And he works at a university. And they literally made a whole shift into this small town situation. Mind you, there's a time before cell phones. They don't even have a house phone set up. And they think they have spirits in their house. But not bad ones, just spirits in their house. With a little four-year-old girl who's her sister. And she's I think she's supposed to be like 10 to 12 years old. It seems like the age range. But yeah, it's so cute. It was so sweet. It made me drop tears at times. Because, you know, it's kind of just a little slice of life. And every scene is so beautiful. Wherever you get to see the nature, you get to enjoy it. Also, the parts of Totoro's were a adorable it's just a big fluff ball and i love it <laughs> i love it and it makes me happy to know that i have a huge my total uh my neighbor total onesie i'm totally hikey bragging about that right now so soon i plan to watch nausicaa the valley of the wind because i also have vivid memories of how war induced this this um movie was uh, when I say war induced, I really mean it was a lot of war in this, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember watching it as a kid. And I know that makes sense because of Miyazaki's past, because, you know, he survived, he lived through the, you know, the bombing of Hiroshima and stuff like that, or at least, you know, was very close contact to that. So, yeah, he doesn't really like war, and I respect that. Uh, and I, I want to see it again because I remember watching this in Cartoon Network as a kid. And I remember saying how beautiful and terrifying and intriguing this was in the mind of a child. But now that I'm an adult, I want to see what I think about it. I also want to rewatch Ponyo because I absolutely love Ponyo. I've spoken about it plenty of times and this is one of the few movies that I say everyone should kind of watch whether you're an adult or not because she's just so childlike. It brings a sense of wonder back in my heart sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes you just need that. Next thing I want to watch is Whispers of the Heart. Clearly I want to watch that. It's a very interesting movie. Uh, I don't remember watching this, so I think I need to re-watch it again. Or it might be my first time. I don't know. I'm telling you, I've watched so many of <laughs> those movies. It's kind of hard to know. 
Especially because they were so long ago and they're really hard to find nowadays. Unless you're gonna buy it. I also want to rewatch uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, I have a whole backstory with Princess Mononoke that honestly I'll get into the next time I actually watch it. So yeah, that's that one. And what else did I want to watch? There's so many things I want to watch. <laughs> I'm just afraid I won't have all the time in the world to watch them. Uh, Only Yesterday is something I'm thinking about watching. It's not high priority, but it's something that I do want to watch. And The Secret World of Ority. That sounds familiar. Clearly, I'm going to watch Kukus Little Research Race again because I feel like that's a no shit. But Porco Roscoe, I have never even heard of this. And it's supposed to be a tribute to Mizaki's aviation, um, mid-war, like, Italy sweep of fascism. That just sounds super cool, and it sounds totally up his alley. And from Up the Poppy Hill, another thing that I absolutely plan on watching. So... You guys can uh, hold on tight for that one because all of these Studio Ghibli movies will be reviewed by me. I will be the one. I am that bitch. So, <laughs> thank you guys for being here. I hope you had some fun. I hope you got some insight and maybe got some new movies to watch. And for now, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.